Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and HMS Richards, voice of prophecy speaker. An optimistic spirit shines through the words and music of our first song, Count Your Blessings. When upon life's bills you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by Be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath Excellent is thy name in all the earth. We seek thy blessing today upon this broadcast and upon everyone who hears. And this we ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. Where sin cannot molest, near to 
From the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee near to the heart of God. Have you ever been embarrassed by not being able to answer a simple Bible?
dost keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to of the Voice of Prophecy broadcast continue our summer tour, I would like to make this announcement to all our friends in the Lubbock, Texas area. HMS Richards, the King's Heralds, and I will appear in Lubbock, Texas on Wednesday evening, August 15, and Thursday evening, August 16. Watch your newspapers for the place of the meeting. On Friday night and Saturday, August 17 and 18, we will be at the Oklahoma Seventh-day Adventist campgrounds in Oklahoma City. If you live in these areas, we invite you to attend one of these Voice of Prophecy rallies. It will make us very happy to meet you. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. His subject, Prayers for Healing. The dignified, happy-faced man got out of the car and went into his house. As we started away, the doctor turned to me and said, There's a resurrected man. There's a man raised from the dead. I said, I wish you'd tell me candidly from a surgeon's standpoint what you know about it, he said. I stood by when the surgeon operated and saw the whole thing. Then he described the condition discovered, which was entirely inoperable. The surgery was abandoned with the hope that the man might have a week or two more to, to live. Then the doctor continued. Now he's around here, walking about the whole community attending services, preaching days and nights, going out to pray for the healing of the sick. I tell you, there is a God in heaven who hears prayer and who does divine healing today in the bodies of men and women. The subject of this conversation was a dear friend of mine with whom I had often prayed for the sick. He had been well all his life until suddenly a great affliction came upon him. After much suffering, an exploratory operation was attempted in which the inoperable condition was discovered. After he recovered consciousness, the physician said to him, there's nothing we can do. 
nothing anybody can do. He looked at the doctors and said, well, about all you seem to be able to do is to tell me how badly off I am, and I partly knew that before. Doctors, you have given me up, so now I shall appeal my case. I shall take it to a board of physicians where Jesus Christ sits as chairman. He can cure this disease as easily as he can cure any other, and I propose to take my case to him. Then the good doctor said, If you will do that, we will unite in prayer for you. So they did. That preacher was 71 years old when the elders prayed for him and anointed him with oil in the name of the Lord. Eight years later, he bore this testimony before thousands of people in a great public meeting. If I am to judge by the way I feel, I am a perfectly well man, and I get along about as well as the rest. Here I am running upstairs and downstairs. I come here and sit from early morning to late at night. A little weariness comes into my body, but I want to know if there's anybody here who has not been tired. The last vestige of that affliction is gone. Not long ago a man said, it's impossible. There never was any such thing as a man having such a malignant disease located as it was and getting well. I don't care whether it was ever known before or not. It's known now." Unquote. Before the great audience with this earnest Christian minister, attributing his healing to answered prayer, and reading as his testimony these words from Psalm 66, 16, Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. Verily God hath heard me, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Let us remember that sickness is a proper subject of prayer. Turning to James, the fifth chapter, verse 13 and onward we read, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Other scriptures authorize us to pray for anything that we need. For instance, Mark 11:24. What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. This would certainly include healing. Again, in John 14, 14, Jesus promised, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Anything would cover healing of the body. Philippians 4, 6 commands us, In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. If we had no definite instruction to pray for the sick, these promises certainly would include it. Some people do not pray for healing until all natural remedies and medical help have failed. It is proper to pray then, but according to the scripture, we should seek God first of all. Then he will guide in the use of remedies and the work of physicians, or heal without them, as it pleases him. It is written in Psalm 103:13, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Certainly he desires everything good for us, 
It is true that in one sense, sickness is an attack of Satan upon God's people. This was so in the case of Job. Second chapter of Job proves that. And of the woman healed by Jesus, of whom he said, Satan hath bound low these eighteen years. Luke 13. Paul's thorn in the flesh is called the messenger of Satan. Second Corinthians 12. Why should we not call upon God to deliver us from such afflictions? Our Savior said, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask him? Matthew 7, 11. Many times we are not delivered from sickness because we do not ask. It's clear that Christians should pray alone and by themselves when they are sick. Is there any among you afflicted? Let him pray. It's right for the sick one to call his pastor and the elders to pray for him also. Let him call for the elders of the church. Then it's proper for Christians to pray together for healing. Let them pray one for another, confessing their faults one to another. Certainly sickness is a proper subject of prayer, and prayer for the sick is a very practical task. Dr. John R. Rice says that after he had finally consented to an operation for tonsillitis, he happened to read Second Chronicles 16 and was startled to notice these words in verses 12 and 13. And Asa, one of the kings of Judah, in the thirty and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers. Dr. Rice tells us that he realized then that he had sinned in settling so important a matter without praying. So he postponed the operation and went to the Lord in earnest prayer about it. A Christian physician gave him some good advice on health habits and told him to leave off fried foods, fats, sweets, and to use more fruit juices and green vegetables. Soon his tonsillitis was gone, and he has never had it since, nor the operation. Prayers for the sick are perfectly proper and ought to be accompanied by obedience to all the laws of health that we can possibly discover. Notice that it is the prayer of faith that shall save the sick, and faith itself is a gift of God. Romans 12:6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that he has given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. In 1 Corinthians 12:8, it is also written that faith is a gift of the Spirit. Now we need to remember right here that God does not always heal his faithful, consecrated children when they call upon him for healing. In 2 Kings 13, we read that Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. He was a consecrated prophet and even had the gift of prophecy on his deathbed, yet the Lord did not heal him. In 2 Timothy 4.20, the Apostle Paul speaks of Trophimus, whom he left at Miletus sick. There's no indication that either Paul or Trophimus was to blame for this. In Philippians 2.27, we read that Epaphroditus was sick nigh unto death. And in verse 30, we're told that it was because of his earnest devotion to the work of Christ. No doubt he wore himself out. Then we have the example of the Apostle Paul himself, who prayed three times for deliverance, from a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, which was sent to buffet him and keep him humble. His request for healing was not granted, but God said, My grace is sufficient for thee. 
for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Many of God's greatest saints have been physical sufferers. We could name many of them. But old age and death come to all and have come to all who have ever lived in the world except two, Enoch and Elijah. The final healing of all physical diseases and the immortalizing of our bodies will not take place until Christ comes a second time. Then shall be brought to pass the saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. It is written in Holy Scripture that Christ himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Matthew 8, 17. It is only at the resurrection morning when these bodies of our humiliation shall be made like unto his glorious body. Philippians 3:21, that we shall have the full and completed redemption to which the whole creation looks and for which it longs. The Christian seeking an answer to prayer for healing should put away every known sin. James 5:15. We have many examples in the Bible of those who needed to confess their faults before they were healed. Miriam struck with leprosy, Numbers 12, King Uzziah, smitten because he disobeyed God, Second Chronicles 26, and many, many others. When Jesus healed the palsied man who was carried by four others and let down to the roof, he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, Mark 2, 5. And the people sitting around wondered why a man could claim the power of forgiving sins. And Jesus said, Well, to show you that I have the power to forgive sins, he said, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. This divine power of healing was proof that he was the son of God. But the man was first forgiven. It's clear from scripture that some Christians are sick and some have even died prematurely because of their sins. Here it is in 1 Corinthians 11, 30 to 31. Read it for yourself. The mighty creative power of Christ manifested in the healing of the sick proves his power to regenerate and heal the soul. Mr. Roy Slabaugh, driving alone in his car near the Smith River in the northern California coast, was struck by a speeding car driven by two young criminals who had just broken from jail and making a getaway. At the hospital, he was found with a multiple fraction of the skull, lower jaw fractured in both sides, tongue almost severed, a terrible condition really to describe. The case was utterly hopeless from a human standpoint. His wife called the elders of the church, she, with her brother and two nephews, stood by while they carried out the instructions of James, the fifth chapter. After earnest prayers, the dying man was anointed in the name of the Lord. At that very instant, a healthy color began to flow back into his hands. The swelling on his hidden features began to recede. During the course of the day, the physician discovered all that God had done. The ear was made whole. The patient could eat. He could speak. And most remarkable of all, he could see with an eye which was practically destroyed. Yes, he was healed. I've met him and talked with him about this wonderful experience. And by the way, the two young criminals were converted through his ministry a little later on. So let us pray God earnestly for the sick, that men may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Just one touch 
as he moves along Pushed and pressed by the jostling throng Just one touch and the weak was strong Cured by the healer One touch as he passes by He will list to the faintest cry Come and be saved while the Lord is nigh Christ is the healer divine Just one by his mighty power He can heal thee this very hour Give sweet peace though the tempest lower Cured by the healer As he passes by, he will listen to the faintest cry. Come and be saved while the Lord is nigh. Christ is the You are listening to the Voice of Prophecy. We invite you, as we leave you now, remember this. God's love is for you. Then why not look up and go forward in faith? Have faith in God to seek, to know, to feel. Have faith in God, in Jesus' name appeal. Have faith in God, His holy power to heal. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has served to give you spiritual strength for today. And we invite you to listen again next week when we hope to bring you an important subject for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.